0: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial. He's charismatic. And he's the captain of this ship. For the next hour, here's your host, Terry Waldron.
1: Hey, hey, the captain of the ship is out. When, when <laughs> the captain is out, the crew takes over. And that's what it is. I mean, we got John Tabor, who's been been on float before. And we've got Puffy, Jamie Foxx, over in the Monroe studio. And I'm Nick Brown. And this is The Edge. And, Jamie, we were talking this morning. I don't think I've done a show with you in, like, Five years. This is great. No, to it's be been on too it.
2: long. Yeah, great. Great to be on with you, of course, uh, Nick. I got a chance to, to text you yesterday, and I told you how much I was looking forward to it. And I mean, I mean, we go back and forth against each other, but I, uh, I, you know, I think you know how I feel about you, and, and uh, what a, I really enjoy it. And uh, you are a good sport because goodness knows you catch a lot of flack. Um, and it of is- course, uh, you are the official uh, barista of ESPN Sports in Ruston. I don't think uh, they would even have a cup of coffee. Ari Podakoff if, if 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 you die tomorrow they're
1: out of luck <laughs> You know, it's funny that you say that. I had an opportunity to go out and do a, uh, a bass fishing remote. Really enjoyed that. They yeah. listened. They said, "Are you really the only one that makes coffee at ESPN?" I said, "Yes, yes, I am." Thanks for listening. Yeah, so, so uh, made a great cup of cafe special. Great pot of cafe special this morning, and a little going going a little soft today. Maybe not my edge. Got a little hazelnut creamer in the coffee today, but certainly enjoyed it. Going to talk some college baseball with you. Of course, your calls are mm-hmm. always wanted at triple eight nine nine three seven seven. You can text us as well. Same number, 888 uh, 993 And interesting, Terry, you know, we uh, Jamie, uh, glad that Terry had us uh, fill it in for him, certainly uh, as he's enjoying the uh, islands of Hawaiian Hawaii. Island. So, yes, you know, yes. I don't feel sorry for him. Uh, one bit uh, over, getting a nice tan. Just hope he's uh, keeping the follicly challenged <laughs> as he's bald. You know, a lot, lot of sunscreen going on. But. Uh, interesting, we're going to talk a lot of college baseball. And one thing that, uh, you know, we, we look, ULM has their head coach now. And I think yes. it's one issue, as, as you look, I think it's a great hire uh, in uh, Federico out of uh, Southern Miss. As you know, and many of our listeners know, that's a program that i followed for years. I actually made my way out to the College World Series uh, in Omaha years ago when the Golden Eagles made mm-hmm. it under under then uh, head coach uh, Corky Palmer. And, and it's interesting because I think that that Southern Miss program, and I was talking to a lot of fans. I got a lot of uh, family and friends uh, in the Hattiesburg area. And of course, that's one, you know, it's a good hire when people are, are sad to see you leave. And that's one, you yeah. know, uh, interesting. Uh, a few years ago when Sonny Galloway left Oklahoma and-, and made his way over to Auburn, here's a guy who coached him uh, in the regionals and super regionals. And. You were looking, and they're like, hey, good riddance. But I think you look at Coach Fed, and I think that that's one that they're certainly going to miss in Hattiesburg. And uh, so I think that that uh, speaks volumes about how good of a coach he is. But I was having an interesting discussion. And, you know, people always say, you know, why, why, why leave? You know, why leave? And some people, is it a better job? Is it a better job? Well, I think you've got to look at the situation as being a head coach. Right. I, 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 you know, you look at being a head coach as opposed to – now, no doubt the Warhawks had their troubles last season. I mean, that's the reason you have a coaching change. And But you look, and that's one that you and I have talked about, and I think that all the baseball in our area are, are very good jobs. And, and you can see that it can be done with a group of five school. But it's interesting when I was having the discussion, and I'll get your opinion on this, I said, wait a minute, you've got an opportunity to be a head coach. And then I also look at it, I'm going to take a totally different slant, but you have to look at some programs, and first of all, number one, the departures of pitchers in Hattiesburg making their way to Major League Baseball lost a lot of their staff. And I think one thing when you look, when you have a tenure, you have a coach that's been there for a while, and that's been, that's been the M.O. of Southern Miss Baseball. You look, uh, you go from uh, go back to uh, Denson, uh, where mm-hmm. the, the coach before Corky Palmer. Then you go Corky Palmer. Now you have Scott Barry. If I'm an assistant on that staff, I'm going to go in the. Uh, the views and my opinions are not those of ESPN 97.7 FM, but you know what they are. They are those that are the coffee. They maker. are this morning. They are this morning of the guy that makes the coffee at ESPN 97.7 FM. I have to wonder, you know. And you look at programs that do that. They have a turnover where an assistant moves up to the head coach, and the and the train just keeps on moving. At some point, Scott Berry is going to retire, and you know that. Now, if I'm a Southern Miss assistant, I would certainly like for him to retire when the Golden Eagles have made a regional or super regional appearance, even another trip to Omaha. But you have to think, and I'm going to tell you, Golden Golden Eagle roster now, recruiting is going to have to step up because their pitching staff is going to be depleted. They he did such a great job that those guys get drafted. I mean, and I mean that that's a mark of a, of a very good pitching coach. You win a lot of ball games, then you and your pitchers get drafted, and they get drafted early, uh, early enough that they sign. You have to right. think. You, no. my, here's my thought process. Let's just say Scott Berry goes two years with no regional, and then you decide to make a change. What happens to the assistants on that staff? And I think you know sometimes you got to look at the. And then now, so you move on and get a head coaching job. But to answer the question to all uh, the Golden Eagle fans out there, and which, you know, texted me, oh, is that really a better job? It is. You're a head man in charge. Your thoughts on new uh, ULM head baseball coach Federico?
2: Well, I think uh, there were a lot of things in play here, Nick. I think the thing that blew me away the most was the quality of candidates. Uh, Sonny Galloway, who you brought up, uh, who I'm not necessarily disappointed they didn't hire, but for – you and I have talked about uh, kind of the way he left Auburn and so forth. But as far as a quality coach and uh, what he did at Oral Roberts in Oklahoma, uh, pretty impressive. Uh, of course, you had ex-ULM coach Smoke Laval involved. Of course, the, uh, the one I thought they would go with, quite frankly, Greg Goff, um, for a number of reasons. Um, he was in the running, uh, strongly in the running. Um, you know, I just – I thought there uh, Jeff Willis from uh, LSU Eunice, and, of course, uh, the pitching coach at, at Texas Arlington. All were good. As far as Federico himself, yeah, there's a lot of pluses. Uh, number one, not only did he do st- a super job at Southern Miss, uh, prior to that he was at Memphis and put a number of players in the pros from Memphis, pitchers primarily. Uh, he's a Southern Miss grad, so it, obviously it was tough for him to, to, to leave. Uh, he's from Slidell. Uh, so he's got that recruiting territory. He knows very well. He has obviously some connections in the New Orleans area, which is going to be important uh, in the Gulf Coast. Um, and I think this was a situation. I brought it. You and I kind of text back and forth the other day. There's a there's another assistant on that co- on that staff who is also a Louisiana native, and uh, I'm probably going to butcher
1: his name, but I believe it's Kaye. Chad Cal- Kaye. Now, uh, real quick, you know, yeah, Chad Kaye Now, and I was texting with you, uh, he, he, I from my sources that was offered an assistant job at Mississippi State and and turned that down and you have to think that that's going to be uh the next head coach for the Golden Eagles if the transition takes place the way that I think it should you know you should you you take them to a super regional and then you are Omaha and then you step away and that way it continues that train continues to roll down track yeah it does and i think
2: that was that may have been a little bit messy uh as you indicated if Scott Barry ever stepped aside you got Kaye and and uh if you have Federico both sitting there, both wanting to be the head coach, no doubt. I mean, that's the aspirations. And I think, uh, Mike Federico being a Louisiana native saw this opportunity and, uh, thought he could make a difference and, uh, his, uh, his track record. And he, he doesn't have a lot of head coaching experience, but he was head coach at Meridian County junior college, uh, Meridian junior college. and was, uh, I think they went to the world series, uh, at least one of those two years and was wildly successful there. And, uh, so, again, I think this is a solid, solid hire. Uh, there was some, you know, ULM and, and being just, you know, I'm, I'm saying this in love, but their fan base, in, in, including myself, have a tendency to live in the past. And Smoke Laval would have been uh, – is a good coach. But I think Smoke Laval's better days are behind him. And this is going to take – and you and I talked about this is this, this job required a young, very hungry a uh, very
1: ambitious coach, and I think they've got that in Mike Federico. You know, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Now, the one thing I do want to uh, touch on: you listen to the edge. You can call us up at triple eight nine nine three seven seven six two. You can text us that same number 888-993-7762. <laughs> one thing that I want to address this morning is is the timing, and it seemed like yes. for us because we're baseball guys. You know, I mean, if you uh, if you don't follow baseball, you are like, oh. They got a coach, Uh, and that's your school. Hey, well, well, good. Good to hear that. Um, And literally uh, every day I would get a text from either ULM fan or just college baseball fan wanting to know if the job had been filled and what was I hearing about the job. You know, interesting. And to me, I thought the job, it took a long time to fill. Now, number one, you had, uh, yeah, I know you have the search committees that you have. And you have a president, and the president has uh, an advisor, someone he's going to talk to. And sometimes the person you're talking to may not be a person on that search committee. I thought that the job did. There are a few college jobs still out there. I think that one they're having trouble filling is East Tennessee State. And I think you look, and I think ULM obviously is a better job. I think great facilities uh, in Johnson City, Tennessee. But as you look, and you were one of the ones that kept saying, "Hey, let's you know, is that is that job filled? What's taking so long?" I think, and this is again my opinion. I think you look uh, when you have search committees. And I think a lot of times you wonder. There's a lot of times it takes a long time for the coaching search to be finalized. Like you see some, and uh, I use as uh, retrospect. You look at uh, former. Uh, Louisiana Tech, Alabama head coach, Greg Goff, when he was relieved of his duties in Tuscaloosa. I think it what it took uh, Greg Byrne, the athletic director, about seven to ten days to get the new coach. Uh, you look at a few years ago when Greg Goff left Louisiana Tech for Alabama, it took about seven to ten days. And you look at Lane Burroughs, inter Lane Burroughs at Louisiana Tech. And I think that that is one thing that uh, all athletic directors, and, and that's one part of the problem. You're, you have an athletic director that was on his way out. You know, and they've always said you should have in your desk drawer, you should have women's basketball, men's basketball, football, baseball. And I'm just talking about the, quote, don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but that's what we do on the edge here, the major sports. And you should have an index card of who you're considering should there be a change. Like, right now, Jay Jacobs at Auburn should already have a list for Gus Malzon. You know, right. maybe you know, we'll give Greg Byrne a pass if he doesn't have a list for uh, Nick Saban. But here's where well, I think you run into problems, and I'm going to talk about it during the, the, the next, say, uh, next segment about what I think went down. Now, true, again, it's just my opinion. But to me, it, it was a long search. And interesting, you got to look now. The one thing that I really want to watch, as there's a lot of good candidates, South Carolina. Ray Tanner led the Gamecocks to uh, back-to-back national championships, went with Chad Holbrook, and did, a, did an okay job. But there are some places where an okay job is not good enough. Now, the Gamecocks have already interviewed the kid coach at South Florida, and I think there's going to be an interview. Would it surprise you if uh, O'Sullivan, fresh off a national championship, would leave, would you leave a school that you just led to the national championship, to go to another school in the same conference. I think that's certainly going to get interesting. But, O'Sullivan, hey, the money's going to be great at any SEC school. But it looks to fan support and facilities. The facilities in Columbia, South Carolina, excellent. Put them on on par with Alex Box. Put them on par with Duty Noble in Starkville, Mississippi. But one thing you don't have. Now, you've got great players in the state of Florida. You've got great players, but you don't have great fan support. Yes. Would would it surprise you if O'Sullivan left Florida for South Carolina?
2: Not in the least, and I, I don't know if O'Sullivan is a, is a South Carolina native, but his name has been mentioned with that job or linked with that job for quite some time. Uh, if he does, I think it would be because of that. I think uh, – You know, even there at the end, uh, they said the the number of Florida fans there was uh, uh, dwarfed in comparison to LSU fans in Omaha, and they weren't there for the regional super regional, so uh, in great numbers. Now, I understand they're building a new facility, and I'm going, well, if you're not filling your current one, why would you? But I think uh, a certain degree of apathy may play a role uh, is where the the role of uh, uh, Florida stands. Of course, to your point, um, baseball is, is, is maybe not uh, getting the attention that, uh, that Florida wants or O'Sullivan is happy with. Um, but you've certainly got a talent base to draw from. But then again, if you, when you're in South Carolina, you're just one state over, and you can go and get, you know, uh, you know the number of players there. Uh, Ray Tanner, as you indicated, and Nick set that program up very, very well for somebody to take over. Um, Chad Holbrook did a you know, commendable job, but it just wasn't good enough. Um, Yeah, I could see O'Sullivan landing there, Uh, and then, again, I'm like you. I don't think this is necessarily going to come down to dollars. It's just where he thinks long-term he wants to land.
1: Oh, uh, absolutely, but I'll say this before we go to the break. You're right. You look at fan support. Now, the, now he, uh, O'Sullivan wasn't an assistant at Clemson, so he has coached in the state of South Carolina. But interesting, and I've said this before, when I was down at uh, Santa Rosa Island and, uh, reading my uh, Lindy's Magazine, which is Lindy's Magazine has been through the ringer, but it's still going strong, the best <laughs> college football edition. I actually left it on the beach Uh my wife rescued um, my wife rescued uh, my copy of Lindy's. Well, then the other day I thought the rain had all moved through North Louisiana, so I left the jeep top down. And of course, I travel with Lindy's magazine. I mean, I keep it in the jeep. Well, you know what? These pages are more waterproof than you think they are. So, Lindy's is <laughs> helps. Yeah. yeah. When we come back, I'm going to talk about what I think went down with the ULM search, and we talk about O'Sullivan. But the uh, fan apathy—they had that uh, Monday Monday that businessman special. I think there were 12 people. In attendance, your list to the edge on ESPN ninety-seven point seven FM. We'll be right back after this break.
3: The actors have got a clue.
4: To win in sports, you must focus on your strategy as the game changes. The same is true of investment. I'm Eric McCullough, your Edward Jones financial advisor, and I can help. Call 318-254-0032 or stop by my office at 734 Celebrity Drive today. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Our Fourth of July sales event is going on now at Brennan Dodge with huge discounts and great financing options now through July 5th. Take advantage of savings like $4,000 off 16 Jeep Wrangler. 6,500 in rebates on 17 Ram 1500 Crew Bighorn, 4,000 in rebates on 17 Ram 2500 Crew Diesel or Gas, 3750 in rebates on 17 Grand Cherokee, and 5,000 in rebates on 17 Chargers. There may be other rebates you qualify for, so call for details and don't miss our 4th of July sales event at Brennan Dodge in Ruston.
0: The Louisiana summer is upon us. Kawasaki! And nothing says summer like a Kawasaki Jet Ski Watercraft from McKinney Honda. Here's Richie McKinney. The waterways are waiting, but the
5: savings won't. Right now, save $1,400 on remaining 2016 Kawasaki Jet Ski Watercraft and save up to $1,000 on 2017 models. Summer fun starts with McKinney's, your outdoor superstore in Ruston. 2016 MSRP is 15299 plus PTR and 375 destination charge.
0: Kawasaki!
4: If you could talk to your animal when they say, they're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital, listen closely and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital, 345-4545. No animal too small or too large. Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one. 345-4545.
3: Good morning. Here's the latest weather conditions for our area. Mostly sunny skies with warm temperatures today in a high of 91 degrees. Increasing cloudiness, a bit cool tonight, a low 72. Mostly cloudy skies, 40% chance of rain on tomorrow in a high of 86
0: degrees. Johnny's Pizza House is counting calories this summer with our all-new Less Calories, Less Carbs, and Totally Crustless 8-Inch Pizza Bowl. That's right, a healthier option to that delicious Johnny's Pizza you can't live without. For a limited time, get an 8-inch pizza bowl from our specialty menu and a large 14-inch specialty pizza of your choice, both for just 19 dollars Watch your weight and still enjoy the same great taste all summer long with the all-new Johnny's Pizza Bowl, only at Johnny's Pizza House. Let's share a slice. Hi, I'm Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser. Louisiana is more than just a place to
3: visit. It's our way of life, and that means being outdoors. Join the nearly 2 million people who camped, bike, paddle, and hiked our state parks last year as we invite you to do the same. Every corner of Louisiana has something to offer, from the world-class fishing at Toledo Bend to paddling at Fountainwood to exploring the ancient mounds at Poverty Point World Heritage Site. So fill up your call and staycation right here in our home, Louisiana. Ah!
1: Back. And I'm better than ever. Better neck for making things better. Face back. Cause your opinion no matter. It's a meaning. It's gonna step on whoever.
0: The edge with Terry Waldrup is back and better than ever. Hit Terry up at 888-993-7762 to join in on all the
1: fun. I'll say it's better than ever. I mean, it's yes, it <laughs> it's actually it's an upgrade today. Yeah, uh, this has been a uh, a bad
2: week for teeth uh, at, at ESPN. Uh, uh, of course, Matt Reynolds I think underwent a root canal yesterday, and and um, the esteemed Mark Kramer is uh, is currently being drilled on. I uh, understand so, but uh, nevertheless. Ah, uh, Nick Brown comes to the rescue, and uh, I think we are better than ever. Yes, indeed.
1: Yeah, yeah. Looking. Uh, thank you, uh, Puffy. Uh, Jamie Fox. You can call us at triple eight nine nine three seven seven six two. Now, yeah, you know, when they talk about it, and you and I certainly enjoy uh, the banter going back and forth. And, and what I was going to talk about is going to give you my opinion because uh, mm-hmm. you look, and I think the ULM baseball job, and, and at the front. And I want to ask this question too. You know, there are a lot of people uh, about about two months ago, uh, were just really. Criticizing Paul Maneri, head baseball coach at LSU, and and I was wrong on my prediction. I had said about two months ago that LSU would hoist the trophy in Omaha. Now they did technically, but it's a runner-up trophy. I felt it was their title, uh, but unfortunately, it came up short against the Florida Gators. Uh, John Tabor and I both held that strong sentiment about how good LSU baseball team was. Now, interesting really wanted LSU to win because I think you would have reached a pinnacle of sports that had never been seen before. Where, And I'm talking about Kramer Robertson at shortstop winning a national title to join his sister who won one as a player at Baylor. And his mother won a national championship playing for Louisiana Tech, and so did his father playing for Louisiana Tech in football. And I think that would have been like a, a first. I mean, there's no way to as any family, every member of the family won a national championship. And I started looking and I'm like, how do you research that? You know, yeah. how do you go back and research, has there ever been a, fam, uh, a family that everyone won a national championship? And so with that, I, I was really looking forward to trying to do research on that statistic, but that's not going to be the case since the Florida Gators won the national championship. But, but I look over at the ULM baseball coaching search, and I think, you know, somebody asked me, Nick, why did it take so long? Why did it take so long? I think, that first of all, you want to do thorough because you had a, a quality applicants. You really did. But again, my opinion on the edge is this. Now, I think a lot of times you have a search committee. At some point, a search committee can recommend a candidate and that not be whom the president wants to hire. I'm not saying that is the case here. I'm talking about giving you possible explanations of why there was such a long delay. In naming a coach. Now, do I think ULM got a quality baseball coach? Absolutely. And there were quality applicants for that job. I also think that that can be the case sometimes when it holds up a job. But, I mean, let's face it. I mean, ULM knew they were going to be looking for a baseball coach way back in May when they fired Bruce Petty. Ty, so, you look. I mean, it was not a mystery. And no. then you, ha- you have a long gap. So I think, number one, that could be one reason for the delay. The search committee recommends someone, and the president wants to go in a different direction. Situation number one. Situation number two, I think, in this day and age, writing a contract, you can include so much verbiage in the contract that it takes a while to go through the contract. It really does. To make sure, I mean, number one, let's, let's be clear. All great coaches are hired, and all great coaches are fired. And in this world of college athletics today, your contract, now are you going to be paid if you're relieved of your duties? And you say, wait a minute, that's not the first thing you should think about when you take a job. Well, absolutely it has to be in consideration. Now, I'll give you case in point. The late Tommy Joe Eagles was turning around Auburn basketball. But guess what? He didn't turn it around fast enough in the eyes of a lot of people. Well, bottom line, Cliff Ellis was now available. And Cliff Ellis had success at South Alabama, down in Mobile, had success at Clemson. We're friends with Bobby Louder, head of board of trustees. So therefore, the turnaround job that Tommy Joe Eagles was doing was not fast enough. But you that's why that contract is so important. So I think Jamie, I think you look at the situation of what took so long to get a coach. Number one, hey, the end result, you had a good baseball coach. You do. But I think you could have a combination of, number one, perhaps this wasn't who the committee recommended, number one, or number two, uh, the verbiage and the contract. That's just These are just things that I'm telling you that sometimes hold up uh, a job process because you look an entire month and you'll see, like, South Carolina today, I, I think within the next three days, South Carolina will announce a, a new head coach. And you're, t- you're shaking your head. You're shaking your head at the computer, you're shaking your head at me? Oh, you're shaking your no. head at me. Oh, wh- wait a minute. What? Okay. We're going to the bearded guru. You, yes. You've you got those studs coming back on the bump
4: for O'Sullivan, a, a young lineup that just happened to win the national championship. They're first in program history. Yeah. He's not going anywhere, Nick. Okay. He may get a hefty pay raise. And and deservedly so. He's not going anywhere.
1: All right. Well, why do you co do you coach the game to put butts in the seats or do you coach the game to win ball games? Okay. Very good point. And I'm glad you brought it up. I'm glad you contributed to the edge this morning, over there just breathing the oxygen in the studio. I wondered if you were gonna say anything. Enjoy your big gulp, and let's move on. But when he does, it's very astute. Yeah, uh, it's astute. I, I, I wish I could describe this shirt to him, but if my kids brought it home, it's I'd It's astute. It. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, – I, I can't tell you, it's uh, borderline phonographic. But anyway, here's the thing. Uh, why would you leave? I, okay, I'm not saying that – I'm saying that O'Sullivan's going to get the South Carolina job. If it's not O'Sullivan – It'll be the coach from South Florida. But I'm going to say within 72 hours, they're going to have a coaching – they're going to have a new coach. But to answer your question, if the money is the same and you can win at both places – I mean, hey, Florida just won their first national championship. South Carolina has a back-to-back a couple of years ago. So bottom line, the point of winning at the school, you can win at both places. Money can be the same at both places. Doesn't fan support – crowd support, community support, come into play at some time during that equation. If you get the same money at both places, you can win at both places at some point. Wouldn't you rather have your team on the field with a packed house than, than the 12 people? Well, I mean, hey, I certainly enjoyed watching from uh, Santa Rosa Island during the rain at the beach. I mean, it rained this year on us at the beach. So I went in the uh, condo or the house and watched the Florida Regional. Me and about twelve other people in attendance. At what point does that become a problem?
2: Well, I think uh, it, it. I think there's a lot of things to be addressed. I don't. I don't know what's pulling at O'Sullivan. Uh, whether it is an opportunity. I again, I think, you know, in some cases, uh, all things being equal, as you indicated, is this an opportunity for him? Is he a South Carolina? I mean, he did coach at Clemson. Is there a pull for him to go there? Um, has does he feel like? the athletic director and, and the president of South Carolina, he can have a better relationship, all kind of things like that long-term. Where does he want to be? Um, as John indicated I mean, from a talent-based standpoint, you, you can't beat the state of Florida and you can't beat the uh, the situation to, to draw people there. But, uh, you know, at, at this point, I think there's going to be other factors. And, uh, you know, money may not be the deciding one. So uh, all I can say is, South Carolina held this position open uh, a long time, but they had a reason because Kevin O'Sullivan is obviously their number one candidate, and they're waiting for him to turn them down before moving on.
1: You know absolutely, and you're listening to the edge on ESP at 97.7 FM and I think you should have, you could have another draw. I mean now you talk about that and you look you talk about the population area and crowd support and you look at what Coach Fed is going to attempt to build at ULM. You look at simply demographics and population alone, would you be able to outdraw? You should be able, if you win, you should be able to draw great crowds to Warhawk Field. And I tell you what it does when you, you look at the Florida Gulf Coast and you look at these teams and, and they always a strength of schedule. And this is one point where I'm going to be a little different this morning if you're a Louisiana Tech Bulldog fan and you know that you're going to play ULM. And you're a ULM fan, and you know that ULM is going to play Louisiana Tech. Then I'm going to turn it to Grambling uh, and the Swag. If you know that your program is going to play those, you want them to be good. And you say, wait a minute, no, no, no. Yes, you do, because at the end of the year, when it comes mm-hmm. back, you want, if you're Louisiana Tech, you want ULM to be strong. And it's something about it. yeah, you want to beat them every time you play. You want that to be one of their few losses. Same way, because you want to get that RPI up, and so you could get – that at-large bid if you don't win your conference tournament. I know exactly. you th- Let th- think about that for just a minute. Baseball is one of those sports. You want that to happen. You want to get that high RPI up. Not going to happen in basketball. You know that. We've seen that. It doesn't matter. You're going to win your conference tournament. That's it. Your group of five is going to be one and done. But in college baseball, you want your neighbors down the road to be good, and you want to go in and beat them. That's what you want. Because you're going. if you beat a team, you sweep a team that won 12 ballgames, that's doing nothing for you. I want to hear your thoughts on that because that's a little bit uh, a different way of thinking. Here we're going to take a break on The Edge. going to get a little bit more cafe special if there's any left here in the ESPN studio. But You're listening to The Edge on ESPN 97.7 FM. We'll be right back. I got a little
0: change in my pocket going Jingle a Wants to call you on the telephone baby. I give you a ring. But each time with out, I get the same old thing. Always no hook. My honey, my baby, don't put my love upon no shell. She said, Don't give me no lines and keep your hands to yourself. New car sales have been really good at J. Mallard Ford Lincoln in Jonesboro. And of course, that means they're now loaded with trade-ins. A good inventory of clean, late-model, pre-owned cars and trucks. They've got one to fit your budget with many priced under $10,000 and most qualify for their convenient buy-here, pay-here plan. Look at the entire inventory online at jmallardford.com to find the one you like best. J. Mallard Ford Lincoln in Jonesboro.
4: I'm Greg Tilley. I invite you to see my son Chris or his friendly staff today for the best prices on clean, pre-owned homes. Pre-owned homes, there is no sales tax. Save thousands. See us today
2: at
1: 9650 Mansfield Road, Shreveport.
0: Hey, this is Sean Fox, sports director here at ESPN 97.7, inviting you to join me and the rest of the sports company every day, Monday through Friday from three to six for our unique, unfiltered take on the world of local and national sports. We're going to make you laugh. It might make you cry, and there's a pretty good chance at some point I'm going to make you mad, but we're going to have a lot of fun along the way. That's the sports company Monday through Friday from three to six right here in your home for sports in North Louisiana, ESPN (coughs) 97.7. How does it feel? You're officially living on The Edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7.
1: Welcome back to The Edge. There's no Terry Waldrop today. Nick Brown along with Jamie Fox, And then the bearded guru himself. John Tabor. We're talking college baseball this morning. i would certainly disappointed as LSU lost in the national championship series. And it's interesting, and I want to make that trip to Omaha with with the wife and the family, and I want to go. And it's interesting because the five year old is now watching, <clears throat> and you know, at the Brown household, we always pull for somebody to win a game. It doesn't matter if we're watching St. John's in Georgetown. We're going to choose sides. And so, I like it, yeah. You know, we, get, we get off the field last night, and I, I am disappointed. I did DVR the game and went back and was watching some of the game late last night. Got off the uh, ball field a little late night scrimmage and practice last night. So at the end of, uh, end of the game, at the end of the scrimmage, which it took like forever, um, everybody wants to ride home with mom except for Brett, the five-year-old. And he's walking back with me, and I said, well, we got to go check out the game. He said, I can tell you what happened. LSU lost. He goes, Florida had the lead. LSU came back. They didn't get the lead. Florida won. And I was like, really? He said, yeah, I was, I was watching the game in, in, in the stands. So i got a five-year-old baseball fan. And I, I, he loves it. But the thing about it, what we've done, I'm teaching him to read via scoreboards. You know, so he's going to think that bottom is spelled B-O-T and top, of course, T-O-P. So he could tell you, he could tell you the pitch count, how fast the pitch was. So I'm teaching him to read uh, the ESPN scoreboard and, and him. And he said, "And this your son will like this because he always says that the Browns hate Louisiana, which is we you know he says I hate Louisiana. Let's don't group everybody else in the family in that." He goes, "Well, I was pulling for LSU, and I was like, okay." And he goes, and they lost. And he talked about everybody that he knows at Pulse LSU and how sad they were going to be. And he even brought up a family member. And I said, you know, I don't think your Uncle Will really cares about sports. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But watching it now, Paul Maneri, very good baseball coach, unfortunately came up short as a runner-up. I mean, I think about it. Out of all the teams that play college baseball, But you were dwindled down to two, and LSU was one of them. Do you think there will be criticisms of Paul Maneri on on not winning the national championship, Jamie?
2: Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, Unfortunately, there will be, Uh, as opposed to – and they're going to go back and and rehash the whole season. You know, well, he was this in midweek games. Uh, He didn't utilize this pitcher properly, didn't pull this one fast enough. Uh, he didn't leave this one in long enough. Uh, he waited too late. I mean, this—you uh, know—this guy. He didn't—he didn't pull this guy from the lineup uh, quick enough when he was in a slump. It um, all sorts of things. I mean, if you're the baseball coach at, at uh, LSU, you are under as much scrutiny as, as any any coach in the country. And uh, I think you have to look now. I think this is his tenth year at LSU. I think his his track record speaks for itself. Um, at this day and age. I mean, Coastal Carolina proved it last year, South Carolina. I mean, parity is – this is the beauty of baseball, college baseball in particular, is it is not unusual to see a Louisiana Tech beat an Arkansas. In fact, they can do it on a regular basis. Uh, They can beat an SEC school. They can beat a Mississippi State. uh, uh, You know, a Coastal Carolina can can go through and, and go to Baton Rouge and come back and win a national championship in Omaha. It's possible. And so it's to, to those of you, you know, we were talking a little about the ULM situation, uh, to say that it isn't possible is, is really not true. I mean, it just depends on the level of commitment by your administration, by your fan base. Are you re- Do you really want to be there, or do you want to make excuses why you can't? Now, and, I, and uh, hey, I want know.
1: to go there. After we're going to take this call, we got a call on the edge to Kamala, and we're going to go there. But I want to talk about what you talk about support because I think in baseball it truly does make a difference. Good morning, Kamala. How are you?
3: You've got to have a product before you can sell it higher.
1: <laughs> you, okay, yeah, that's correct.
3: I mean, nobody. No, they didn't start out with a seventy-two inch plasma. They started out with a little six-inch black and white, and then they developed the market. You got to give them a taste. And you got to have consistency. You can't have an athletic director. You can't bring in people. My, my Yorkies are crying. Uh, you can't bring in people that are going to be 2 and q and and bring bringing in outside. Of, you know, you, you, you say you want your other teams to be good. you think you're ever going to get the people who get in tech to say they want ULN to be good at anything except losing
1: <laughs> no, you're, you're not. You're, you're, you bring up a great point. And, and actually, actually uh, another point I was going to talk to, and I was uh, talking to uh, Lane Burroughs just the other day, you know, and you talk about you got to have that product. And Louisiana Tech has had that product, went to a regional. Last year, very good season, came up short, like you said, two and Q, uh, made a trip down to Biloxi, boy, great facility. And he, with the Conference USA tournament there again, all Louisiana Tech fans need to make that trip down to Biloxi, this is going to be a very critical year for the Bulldogs because you've, you've seen it, Kamala, You've been part of crowds. Uh, when you win, they come, and now you see you get that. Consistency is the key, so uh, a big year for next year for the Bulldogs, but you're exactly right.
3: You're not going to get them to LSU, say they to win. LSU has learned something, when, and, and they don't do it as much now. I think it's uh, because Mary's from, where do he go, Notre Dame. Notre Dame.
1: Notre Dame.
3: Neut- neutered Nam, uh, Rudy. Rudy. <laughs> hey, you're killing me, man. I just hey, okay, look. Let's let's say when they used to do what I used to call their little traveling minstrel show, they would go around and play in almost every place one game a year. And those people that couldn't see, well, that's how LSU's got fans. Okay, that's how LSU's the flagship university. I know you, whatever they call themselves, Ooh La La or whatever the name is. Down there, thinks they are because they got the little. Larry delay on their the LSU look look guys baseball okay there's, there's one sport that that pitching is more important than baseball and that's fast pitch softball <laughs> okay the king in his court can prove that five people would go whoop many a great nine and ten man team you get two good pitchers you get umpires that are crazy and we'll talk about that at a later date okay. You get guys sitting, waiting on certain locations and certain pitch counts and stuff. LSU took too many straight down the pike strike, sitting back waiting. Okay? Baseball, you have to be aggressive when the pitcher, you know he's going to come at you. When he's struggling, you take it. Tell me when Florida's pitchers struggled at any of those two games.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> None. None.
3: Not one time. And it's baseball. My God, it's. It's kind of like the American League. They use the DH. Why do you even have to have a
1: manager? <laughs> hey, now you're speaking my language. I'm a National League guy. You really? Yeah.
3: It's <laughs> I mean, it's 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 like life swapping. I mean, come on. You don't like it? Swap them out.
2: <laughs> Uh, I've never. I think that's a first. I don't. Think that is the first Kamala. Of, I mean,
1: is this where we say uh, the, views of, the views yeah, of the views of Kamala on. do not represent those of ESPN ninety seven point seven FM? But you certainly. You
2: haven't, yeah, Kamala, you haven't crossed the line yet, sir. But you're getting close to it. But actually, we love it. So,
3: I mean, yeah. come on. You fill out a card. If you don't like it in the second inning, you scratch it. You can flop everybody around. I mean, you could play twenty seven people in the inning in the American League. Come on. <laughs>
1: Hey man, I tell you what, great call. Anything else union, on your mind today? The
3: union, the unions love it because they get to get more dues. All right,
1: All right man. Have a have a great uh, Wednesday. Certainly enjoyed talking to you. You can call just like Kamala did at triple eight nine nine three seven seven six two. Again, the views of Jamie Fox and Kamala do not represent those of ESPN ninety seven point seven FM, but they do represent those of one bearded guru, John Tabor. And he's right. The one thing I will say that about being aggressive. And I will tell you, I watched. Far too much baseball, okay? That's great about the watch ESPN because you could see them all. And I did check out the multi-view. I did listen to Chris Imagine Blair that. on ESPN on 97.7 FM. It's pretty neat. But watching all the regionals, really like the aggressive style down at Southeastern. Mm-hmm. Matt Reiser. Uh, and I think that's one thing that you – it's a mentality. And I think you got to start young, start early with your team, day one. We're going to be aggressive. Now, you look at Matt Reiser, did, did South get people picked off? Possibly. Probably. Yeah, of course they did. But they put pressure on the defense, and, and that's the name of the game. And I think that's great, but being a, being aggressive. And, you know, and I know that you get a lot of criticisms here, but I do like the, the bunt. I, I do. I, and I know that people say it need to be a place in baseball. It's boring baseball. But you've got to run on second, no outs. I like bunting him over to third. Because you're on third, you're a wild pitch, a pass ball away from scoring. But, but the end result now, and Kamala brought up the point that he brought up, you're not going to get anyone to say that they want uh, a school down the road to be good in another sport. And I know that my view is not a popular one in that, in that area. But you look at your baseball schedule. You want to get your program to a point where, when you don't win the conference tournament, you're still there at a regional. You look at Southern Mississippi. Golden Eagles climbed to his highest 10th in the country. They did not win the Conference USA tournament. And if you listen to Lynn Scarborough every Thursday, when, when Rice was at the bottom of Conference USA, he said, don't count out Rice. And Rice came on strong. Man, I tell you, making the trip down to Biloxi, great trip. I don't think I've seen an outfield as good as Charlotte. Man, all of baseball, I mean that. And not taking anything away from anybody that you saw in Omaha. They just didn't have anything else to go with it. They tracked down everything. But the bottom line, you want to get your program to a point where if you fall short in the conference tournament, now you're not going to go when you go to and barbecue and a conference tournament. You're not going to probably go to postseason play unless you got like 40 wins going into the conference tournament, 40 close to 50. And that's not going to be a factor. But you want the team, when you look and say, okay, you know what? Let's just say Louisiana Tech. We swept ULM. Your ULM, you say, we swept Louisiana Tech, whatever. You've got a quality win over an opponent. So in baseball, it's a little bit different. You you want them to be good. You you can't say that. I can say it on the air, but you want them to be good because you want to get a quality win. It does nothing for your program to beat a team that has 12 wins. And there's no reason that you look at what has happened over at Louisiana Tech that, that Federico could not do the same thing at ULM, and you have packed Houses at all places. Same thing down the road in Grambling. You could have an I-20 corridor of nothing but stellar baseball. But if you have that, it's going to be better for every single program. But you're right, what Kamala said and what you said, Jamie. You've got to have everyone on board. It goes from administration. You've got to bring out fans. You've got to make it. I said said that years ago. You want to bring dad wants to come watch a baseball game. Kids don't want to do that. And I, I call it my dipping dot philosophy. Dipping dots. You go to the, go to the stadium and they have dipping dots. Number one, kids are going to be happy. You've got to keep mom happy. You've got to have them entertained. And you want to bring the entire family out. It's got to be a family-friendly, fun atmosphere. Yeah, you've got to go above and beyond and get people to come sit in the stands for three hours for a college baseball game. But if you're a group of five school, it is the path to a national championship where you can have success on the national stage.
2: Oh, no question about it, and I know we're up against a break here, but I think uh, it's all how you build your mousetrap. I mean, I uh, listened this morning on the morning drive where uh, the Coastal Carolina game, a, a couple or a family went out uh, after church to uh, to watch that. I mean, my gosh, it's the defending national champions in town, and uh, they didn't even have full concessions. I mean, I think they had Coke and uh, and candy. And then by the – you know, by the <laughs> – by the – that's just a – I mean, that's when apathy has set in to epic proportions – And uh, you got to do something to fire it up, whereas it, you know, I think you're right, though. I I totally agree with you, Nick. I mean, this area benefits, whether you like a school or not or whether you pull for one school or the other, this entire area benefits when teams are successful because that means people are – I mean, everybody depends on – I mean, uh, restaurants do better. Everybody benefits when these teams are successful. And I think – if you're a fan, you want to see, you may not necessarily, that may be a quote-unquote rival, but you are exactly right. It's all about quality wins. It's all about RPI because when it comes down to, the, to these regionals, that's what they look at, strength of schedule. And if both the ULM, Grambling, and Tech are strong and they're playing each other, everyone benefits
1: actually uh, got some great text here on the uh, text line. First of all, Joey said that Nick Brown hates Louisiana. No, he does not, but Sean we Fox <laughs> Sean Fox truly loves you, Joey. You're the favorite texter of the day. Uh, interesting coming in. Would you have tried the squeeze again in the eighth? They have yeah, someone to come in. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I do. I really love uh, the squeeze play. All right. The only cure for what's wrong with ULM is winning. If you win, they will come. Look at the ULM-Baylor game. That was just... After a couple of decent seasons, yeah, actually was in attendance that game on the the sidelines. Took a uh, former Northeast Indian, uh, former football player, went back, and he watched it. Made one of his first uh, trips back to campus. Certainly had a great night uh, that night. It was a good crowd. You certainly are correct. Listen to The Edge on ESPN 97.7 FM. And John Tabor's throwing a mouse at me. That means it's time to take a break. It means I need a little more coffee. We'll be right back with more of The Edge on ESPN 97.7 FM.
4: Our 4th of July sales event is going on now at Brennan Dodge with huge discounts and great financing options now through July 5th. Take advantage of savings like 4000 off 16 Jeep Wranglers, 6500 in rebates on 17 Ram 1500 Crew Bighorn, 4000 in rebates on 17 Ram 2500 Crew Diesel or Gas, 3750 in rebates on 17 Grand Cherokee, and 5000 in rebates on 17 Chargers. There may be other rebates you qualify for, so call for details and don't miss our 4th of July sales event at Brennan Dodge in Ruston.
5: I want to tell you about my friends at North Monroe Animal Hospital, specializing in all medical and surgical care for small animals, and even providing a boarding service. My friend, Dr. David Weber, and his staff are always my choice for my animals and should be yours as well. Located conveniently at 4300 Starlington Road, which is 165 North, you can reach out to them at 345-4545. That's 345-4545. Tell them you heard it here on ESPN 97.7, North Monroe Animal Clinic, the official animal care provider of Terry Waldrop and the Edge. On a big truck's journey, the driver faces long hours, unrealistic deadlines, and fatigue. Driver fatigue could lead to devastating accidents, leaving people seriously injured or killed. A big truck wreck requires serious legal help.
3: I'm attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in a wreck with a big truck, I know what to do for you. Don't delay, call me today.
5: Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411. A home is your comfort,
1: your shelter. It's a place where you grow and become. I always wanted that for us. A backyard to play in. A front porch to call ours. A home we could be proud of. Because of Washita Valley Federal Credit Union, we were able to have it.
0: Ouachita Valley Federal Credit Union.
4: Making good things happen. Yeah. we living on
0: the edge. Living on the edge makes weekdays more fun especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop. Welcome back to The Edge on ESPN 97.7.
1: All right, no Terry Waldrop, Nick Brown, along with uh, Jamie Foxx. A lot of great tags coming in. Uh, Certainly, uh, Big Red sent one in. And, and, you know, I think one thing you see with uh, college baseball, the success uh, that local teams have had, then the excitement, LSU going to Omaha. It gets people's interest up in uh, baseball. But Big Red uh, asking this morning said, Tim Tebow. He'd love for his uh, grandson to see Tim Tebow play. Tim Tebow has moved up to, what, the St. Lucie Mets. And they said, where is the closest I can get to see him play? Well, in July, I think you may have to go down to Port St. Lucie. They're going to be at Fort Myers. They're going to be at Jupiter. They're pretty much going to be in the Florida. You you could go to Charlotte. That would be the closest. July 20th, July 30th and uh, 31st, you could see him play in Charlotte. If he's still there. you see him play then. Could see him play in Charlotte. So if you want to see Tim Tebow, you can make it out to Charlotte see him play. So I don't want to have anything to do with anybody who,
2: and, and I like Tim Tebow, but I don't right, for right now. I just I need a few weeks to. Uh, I don't want to deal with anybody associated with the state of or the University of Florida for a while. Just my opinion. Yeah, there you go. But no. I like Tim Tebow. I really do.
1: Yeah, interesting. You brought it up, and you you said that uh, big series with the defending national champion, uh, and you talked about. Uh, you know, concessions. And I know that you hear me say that all the time, but, but concessions, a big part of it. You, you're going to bring people out, three-hour baseball game. Sure. Again, you got to keep Mama happy. you got to make it a, a, a family-friendly environment, and you got to have great concessions. And I look over, and, uh, you know, one thing that, you know, I've tried to look the big picture, look down the road. Look what they've been able to do in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and host regionals. Now, you say, wait a minute, you're way out of line. No, I'm not. It can be done. If you, have the, if you have a good enough record and you have the good enough facilities, then you can host those regionals. Now, the one thing about it, next to be on the burner, you always have to be moving forward. And I look at Louisiana Tech, what a great job they're doing with the press box. Here's what's amazing, and you don't think people notice, okay? The Brown House all we have three children, two that are totally, absolutely fanatic, love sports. Fifteen-year-old daughter, who Cheerless. is a cheerleader, but as long as there's a trip and a T-shirt involved, she's down. But, but uh, here, here's my point. She came to me asking me about the new press box at Louisiana Tech. And I'm not making this story up. I nearly fell out of my chair that she was asking me about an. New... My point is, when you start upgrading facilities, you you go to another dimension on Mm -hmm. sports fans that that notice. I I mean, you look, obviously, with the the jumbotrons you see in stadiums today. And where I'm going with this is this. With the success that Louisiana Tech has had in baseball, you'll start looking for an indoor hitting facility. Mm -hmm. Where you could, I was talking with a former Louisiana Tech baseball player, we were talking about fighting Okra, the statesman up at Delta State great Division II facilities, indoor hitting facility. Now, uh, and here's the deal. You can't, I, I use Duty Noble as my model, but you got Rafael Fomero who donated a lot, a lot of money. But I think that'll be the next progression in that step. You, you build it. I mean, they've done that, and, and I'm speaking because I've gone to just about every home game the past two seasons over at the Love Shack. And it's family-friendly. Playground area for the kids, and, yeah, you, you got the great concessions. And that's always an evolving process, a very fluid situation. But you, you're right. Jamie, you talk about concessions. You talk about, but the next step is going to be your indoor heating facility where you put yourself in a position where when you have the record and you're moving up and you can say, hey, that's a possible host site for an NCAA regional. And does it make a difference? Yeah, look at the teams that made it to Omaha. How many of them came out of their uh, you know, home place, the regional then the super regional? That's what you do. That's ex- yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I, lo- I love your points there, Nick, because, I mean, it's talking about ambition, drive. Why do you think people really love going to Omaha? Well, number one, it's incredibly clean. It's classy. The facilities are outstanding. Um, the people there in Omaha go out of their way to accommodate you, from all indications. Um, why would somebody – and this is what, to, to your point, I mean – and, you know, I, I get a lot of grief about my rant about trash and, you know, pride and things. Like, it does make a difference. It makes a difference whether you can attract a company like Rustin's been able to do, some companies there, uh, which, to, you know, kudos to them. They're doing it. You notice a mindset. I noticed when I, I lived in Birmingham, one of the things that was really, and you've been there a number of times, you know what I'm talking about. If you make something nice, clean, classy, they will come. They will – because if you don't, people spit on it. Excuse my – but, I mean, they don't. They don't respect uh, – and that's what I love about what the city of Ruston is doing right now with their downtown area and everything. Um, Monroe's making some efforts in that respect too, and West Monroe as well. You got to. You got to change the way you look at yourself. And if you if you're sloppy and, you know, you don't care about concessions, you don't care about making things better, people pick up on it, and eventually they get so apathetic they quit going. So your points are all on, on spot. I really
1: do think so, Nick. And I'm not trying – you know, it's
2: hard for you and I to share compliments with each other. But I, I'll get an aside, but you're exactly right.
1: Uh, yeah, you're right. It is. It is tough for us to uh, see eye to eye. You're the only person that ever – Restricted the amount of toilet paper I could use on a trip to SEC Media Days in Birmingham. Yes, you know, yes I, still have, I certainly did. Still have uh, flashbacks uh, every time I go to the restroom. I, I call it the Jamie Fox effect. I look, you know, around to make sure there's toilet paper in there because you know the limit. <laughs> I'm just making you aware of your surroundings. Uh, absolutely, you know, if you, you build it, they will come. You know, you but you're, you're exactly right again. But the bottom line is, congratulations, ULM. I think they got a, a, a quality baseball hire. And I think when you have, you have quality baseball coaches down the I-20 corridor, certainly a good one, and uh, Rustin at Louisiana Tech and Lane Burroughs. And I think that's what you're going to see. The future is bright. And I will say that. It, you look on a national stage. Now, obviously, football with your, with your bowl regulations, but everyone's heard me say that, and they get tired of me saying that, but no group of five college football team will ever win the national championship. And, and now what, what the NCAA has done to these group of five basketball, you know, one-and-done leagues, I mean, just one, you know, one going in. Then that's, uh, you know, your your front door, your your shot at the national championship is via uh, college baseball or even college softball. But you look at baseball in particular, what we're talking about this morning. And so you got to build it. And you, you win, and the fans are going to turn out, and it makes it a tough place to play. And it makes everyone better. That is the uh, bottom line, regardless of how long it took to name a coach. The coach is in place at ULM, and he is a very good one. Uh, Coming over from uh, Southern Miss, and so there's no reason why the Warhawks can't move up in the Sun Belt, and then Lane Burroughs keep the train rolling at, at Louisiana Tech and Conference USA, and those two meet in a packed house, and both bring in high records. is certainly something to look forward to. Man, I've certainly enjoyed, certainly enjoyed being on the edge with you. I mean, been been great this morning.
2: Oh, thanks, Nick. Me too. I mean, I was looking forward to this, and uh, I know you and I could go at least another hour or so, but. Uh... We got to shut it down, but uh, I like your perspective. And, uh, you know, again, I know you. Uh, if it wasn't for you, there would be absolutely no coffee over there, but also uh, we'd be missing a lot. And I uh, look forward to hearing you this weekend. Uh,
1: last text I want to get to is from uh, Unnamed How about those idiots who say LSU should fire its baseball coach? Uh, I think they're you, idiots. You, you answered your question. I mean, John Tabor getting uh, upset now. Yep, he just did a uh, slap him across the face. That's exactly right. You just finished number two of <laughs> the nation. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. So good, good point brought in. That's what we ended. And uh, oh, another one coming in. They always roll in right at the, end of the hour, no matter who the coach is. Without the support of the university, you will be unsuccessful. And I, I need that speaking to ULM. That's exactly right. It takes it takes place. You got You got to have support from every. Uh, faction in the university. Very good point, Charlie. Certainly appreciate you texting. Again, Jamie, certainly enjoyed uh, hosting today with you. The Edge will be back. Mark Kramer will be back tomorrow. I will be back on the airwaves with your son on Thursday afternoon from 3 to 6. So certainly look forward to it. And uh, certainly enjoyed The Edge. Thanks to everyone for listening today and to Terry Waldrop for allowing us to uh, host the show while he's out of town. But uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening.
0: Thanks for listening to The Edge with Terry Waldrop. No matter what the topic, Terry will take it off. He's not scared, and you better not be either. We want to see you right back here every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. on ESPN 977 and ESPN977.com.
1: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
5: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?